Hi, my name is Cecilia Mandrick, and I'm a life coach. I've worked with dozens of high-achieving individuals who feel in control of every aspect of their lives except their own happiness. In this podcast, I'm helping to bring self-proclaimed overachievers the practices, mindset shifts, and actionable steps they need to build more contentment, confidence, and joy in their everyday lives. If you want to create more happiness in your life, relationships, or even just your Mondays, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to Happiness Created. I'm Cecilia, your host, and today we're going to talk about gratitude, celebrations, and progress. Um, so welcome. Um, today, the baby is sleeping in my arms, so maybe we won't have baby noises, but maybe we will. Who knows? We do a lot of contact napping in our house, and so right now he's sort of my little sidekick. So we hear him. At some point, you won't hear him anymore, but for right now, maybe you'll have some baby noises. So this week, I wanted to talk about gratitude and celebrations and even progress because it's Thanksgiving in the U.S. So I know that there are different Thanksgivings in different places. I'm in the U.S. and this week, this Thursday, at least not this Thursday, but the Thursday this will be released is Thanksgiving. And I know that Thanksgiving, I'm not going to get into the history because that's not the topic of this podcast, but I have always loved Thanksgiving because it is a chance to gather and to focus on gratitude for a day. Uh, maybe even for a week or a whole month if you participate in something like that. So today, I'm going to talk about it and why it's important and how it can contribute to your happiness. So I'm going to start off talking about your brain because your brain is so important and your brain is so important in all the work that I talk about. If you haven't noticed, you know, the thoughts, what you're thinking, what the present, the safety that you have, those are all really influential in your happiness and your contentment and satisfaction. So one thing that I think are a common misconception is that our brain's job is to make us happy or that our brain's job is to help us feel content or even to grow. And that's just not the case. Our brain has a couple major jobs. The main one is to keep us alive. And keeping you alive in today's modern era, especially if you're listening to this podcast, may be synonymous with you being happy. But in the past, that's not true. Keeping you alive and being happy are very different things. And then the other thing, so your brain is supposed to keep you safe, but it's also a creature of habit. And the reason why it's a creature of habit and it starts to make all these shortcuts or it's really great at making shortcuts is because that's helpful in keeping you alive. So it has more resources if you need them. Let's talk about creature of habit first. So your brain likes you to continue doing what it has been doing because what you have been doing keeps you alive. So whatever it is that you do on a day-to-day -day basis your brain thinks that's probably good enough because you've been living from day to day, right? You're still alive from whatever you did yesterday or the day before. So it doesn't have a huge impetus. It doesn't have a lot of reason to start to do anything different. And in fact, it usually avoids doing something different because that might be dangerous. As I mentioned before, this means that happiness isn't a goal of your brain. Like consistency is more a goal of your brain, right? So being happy, being satisfied and content isn't something that your brain is aspiring to. It's aspiring to just get by day to day. So make sure you're fed, make sure you're living. I mean, keep going in that direction. And sort of likewise, growth isn't part of your brain's agenda. It's not part of that whole like creature of habit thing, right? If you're just doing the same thing day to day, you're not necessarily growing, or developing as a person or shifting or changing. Again, because those can be dangerous. So if you're learning something new, if you're doing something new, 
your brain doesn't really love that because it is uncomfortable pushing it beyond whatever it it does day to day. Yeah, so change isn't on that agenda for you. And one of the main reasons is that it doesn't help you preserve resources. So anytime you learn something new, you're expending resources in your brain and potentially even your body. And your brain would much rather keep those in case there's something trying to kill you or you need to run away or suddenly there's famine and you need to survive for longer. So your brain generally resists those. And that's not a problem. It's just something you need to know, right? That your brain in general is not going to be there to help you be happier or satisfied or grow unless you work with it. And this is because the neural pathways have been set. This is how it has survived. This is how it wants to keep surviving. And sort of related to this, because it's come up even in the creature of habit, is your brain's main job is to keep you alive and safe. So keeping you alive is the number one goal. It wants to keep you alive long enough to reproduce and to help those offspring come to adulthood and help them reproduce. So that's the number one job. And recognizing threats is really important. In today's world, we recognize threats maybe where they aren't supposed to be. So anxiety might be something that you struggle with. And what anxiety is, is actually was a survival mechanism. It was really helpful for your brain for a long time because anxiety is sort of your brain recognizing threats, saying, oh, this might be dangerous. I need to worry about it or I need to consider it in my life so that I don't die. But now, today, when we have anxiety, it's usually not around something that's going to kill you. It's usually around something more benign, but our brain thinks that it is something bigger than that. So our brain spends a lot of energy looking at what might be wrong or what might hurt us or threaten us, again, because it wants to stay alive. So that might just be like a nice framework for you to think about even personal development or growth in general or just happiness is that you're sort of working against your brain's preset or default mode, right? It's like your brain came with this default mode. It wants to keep you alive. It wants things to stay the same. It's very for the status quo. So it's going to vote for the status quo every single time. And in order to change it or do anything different, it takes some effort, right? It's like maybe if you think of a big container ship or a bus or a train, like it's going in one direction and to get it to change, to get it to stop or slow down or go a different direction is really difficult. So just know that that's sort of what's happening, that your brain has this mode. It likes continuing to do it. It has a lot on the line to keep doing exactly what it has been doing, to keep you alive, to keep you safe. So neither of those main jobs really support the development or growth that you might be looking for or your happiness or satisfaction. Its job is not to notice what's going well in life or what you're doing well or shifts you're making. Its job is to recognize threats and keep you alive. So again, just this preset default mode isn't to help you see the loveliness of life or your own growth or really anybody else's growth. Our brains are, I guess, also trained by society to be dissatisfied with what we have, right? If you are dissatisfied with what you have, then you'll always be looking for the next thing. So marketing has this element of helping you think that what you have isn't enough so that when you are out shopping, you want to buy something new. If you're really satisfied and grateful for what you have, if you're happy with the progress that you're making, then you're not going to go buy anything new. So there's like a scarcity there or a dissatisfaction that we also have in our brain just in our society or that you're taught. Our brains are also really good at noticing where we are today and making that our new reset for interpretation. So instead of seeing where you are and recognizing like, wow, this is different from how I used to be, 
your brain sees where you are and says like, oh, this is where it's always been this way. So I think one way of thinking about this is if you're working towards a new goal, your brain, one way of thinking about this or looking at this is that your brain, if you're working towards something, it's not great at seeing how you're changing over time. And a really practical example of this is, for instance, if you started lifting weights and at the beginning you couldn't even lift the two pound weights and now all of a sudden you're lifting the 15 pound weights. It would be as if your brain couldn't recognize the difference between the two and the 15 pound or just discounts the changes. Like, of course, that's where you are, or where you've always been. So that's maybe just another starting point. These are all just really practice neural pathways that are efficient to this creature of habit. So your brain's way of seeing you, it doesn't want to change because it's not invested in seeing that change and seeing the change isn't helpful for its survival, right? So your brain just wants you just wants to interpret where you are over and over again. So I guess there's thinking about gratitude. I hope that sort of made sense. So that's just like where your brain is, right? Your brain is wants you to survive. Your brain is not great at acknowledging change. Your brain is not great at acknowledging how wonderful everything is around you. And that's because that's its default mode, but also the practice neural pathways. So it's what you've been doing for your entire life. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just kind of how your brain is, right? And the sort of opposite of this is to, or your brain is trainable, I guess not the opposite of that. So to start is that your brain is trainable. So you can create neural pathways and that's a huge part of what coaching or mindset or self-development work is, is acknowledging the neural pathways that are there, acknowledging the patterns and belief patterns that you do have, and then working to create different ones from a place of safety and from a place of love and growth rather than shame or judgment which is sometimes where we try and make change from. So gratitude journals or something or gratitude practices have, at least in my circles, they've been pretty popular for a while. But what's working there is what's happening is sort of what I just said. So you're maybe not acknowledging the patterns that you do have of not being grateful or of not acknowledging what you're grateful for more formally, but it's training your brain through creating new pathways of gratitude. So if you have a gratitude practice each day at a certain time, you might list one to five things that you're grateful for on that day. And if you do this regularly, what you're doing is you're creating a new neural pathway and you're training your brain to recognize what you are grateful for. So what around you is good in your life or is helpful in your life? Because you can actually have gratitude practices for things that are challenging or hard, and those are equally as effective. So in order to train your brain, you just need to practice. And at first it feels really awkward, right? It can feel very mechanical to write down what you're thankful for. If you've tried this over the course of November, maybe you've seen this or if you have one. But then as you continue this practice day after day. You know, if you commit to it for a month, you'll notice that towards the end of the month, you are much more attuned to what you are grateful for. It comes much more easily and it feels more authentic to maybe list or get in touch with what you are grateful for from that day. A similar thing is true for celebrating and acknowledging your own progress. So your brain does not naturally see your progress each day or things that are worth celebrating your own growth. It's just not in that sort of habitual nature, that preset default mode of your brain, because it's not key to your survival. But you can help your brain see it each day. You can train it to acknowledge accomplishments and celebrations that happen every single day. So small things that are going on. And when you do this, it's very similar to gratitude and that you start to recognize it very easily. So you start to see your own progress in a much more fluid, natural way 
than when you first start. So when you first start acknowledging your progress, it's sort of like the gratitude. It can feel mechanical. It can feel very weird. It can also feel kind of self-congratulatory for some people. But if you keep doing it, your brain will naturally see how you're progressing each day. Another maybe helpful thing about the brain to know is that your brain is great at doing what you ask it to do. So the default mode just continues because you haven't asked it to do something new. But if you ask it to do something new, like recognizing things you're grateful for or recognizing your progress and celebrations, it will do that. It will learn it and it will continue to feed back. If you ask it every day, how have I progressed or what am I grateful for? It will start to be able to answer that really well for you, which creates these different neural pathways and shifts how you see yourself and the world around you. Part of what this also helps with, especially the progress and celebrations, is it helps you take responsibility for your role in what's happening in your life. When you're not practiced at recognizing your own progress or celebrating what you have been doing or how you've been contributing, your brain can very easily give your successes or give your progress to other people or to chalk it up to luck or something like that. When really, it's something that you are doing, right? You are interacting with the world around you, and we'll deny that, but you are playing a big role in what you're doing. So not everything you have in your life is because of luck or just because you've been in the right place at the right time. And when you start to acknowledge progress, this trains your brain to see that, to start to take responsibility for everything you've done. Some neat knock-on effects of these practices, so of like the gratitude practice and maybe the progress practice or the celebration practice, is that when you train your brain, like I said, it gets better at it. But you also then start to be more willing to take changes or do something different. So if you have started to acknowledge how much of a role you play in the success you see in your life, then your brain is more okay with making changes. It's more okay with putting yourself out there because suddenly it doesn't seem so unsafe or it doesn't seem so unnecessary. This sets you up for a really kind of amazing self-development journey because, again, your brain, once it sees safety or once you've created safety around trying new things or around the progress, Suddenly your brain is more willing to do it or provides you with less resistance when you do want to try something new like a new thought or a new career or anything else in the world. This sets you up for more happiness, it creates new neural pathways, and it also creates resiliency in your brain. So when you do try something and it doesn't go that well, it doesn't feel as catastrophic because your brain knows that you've seen progress and you've had celebrations. It means that you generally make it mean less about you and there's something like a failure when you've acknowledged your progress and the work you've done over and over again. I mentioned this just a little bit, but it helps you take the luck factor out of your life or at least give more credit or less credit to the luck factor and give more credit to yourself and the work that you're doing. Because again, you are a person and there's circumstances around you but a lot of what you do, a lot more of what you do is the result of how you're showing up than we generally give ourselves credit for. These practices just can help you commit to creating the life you want to and take responsibility for the life you're creating in a whole different way. So what I kind of suggest doing if you're interested in, in working with your brain in this way is kind of expanding the gratitude practice. So maybe having a journal or a note or maybe voice memos on your phone and committing to doing this for at least 30 days at first. And so writing down or saying a couple things, so maybe one to three things that you're grateful for that day, and it's okay if they're things that are going well or actually things that aren't going very well. Like you can be grateful for something that's challenging because it's helping you in some way. And just even just saying that you're grateful for it can shift your experience of it. One to three things that are a celebration of what's going well in your life at that moment 
and one to three things about recognizing your progress. And then as overall, maybe even saying or adding on one to three things you're proud of yourself or your contribution in your progress or in the celebration or even the things that you're grateful for. And I think I might add one more thing on this list. So now we have four and I'll, and I'll review them. But it's one to three things that you want in your life that you already have. Okay, so that's one to three things that you're grateful for. You could probably just do one for each of these. Celebrating a thing that's going well. Recognizing a thing that you're making progress on. And then writing down something in your life that you want that you already have. So that could be something material, like I want the car that I have. It could be something real but less material, like I want the family that I have. This is something that I worked for. Or it could be something I want the happiness that I have each day. Or I want the feelings that I'm creating for myself. And in those four different things, acknowledging your own role. So that these aren't luck, these aren't just like acts of God, but they are things that you are contributing to, no matter your faith or you think God or the universe's role in those, recognizing that you are also showing up and contributing. So those are some expanded gratitude practices for you on this week of Thanksgiving. And then I'd like just like to say that I am so thankful for all of you. So thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing it. If you shared it, thank you for writing reviews. If you've written a review, thank you for showing up and just being a part of this. It's really just, it tickles me that this exists and that people listen to it and we get to be together in the world. So thank you for all of that. And I will see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you're looking for another way to bring a little bit of joy into your life, I have just the thing for you. My Feel Your Feelings mini course is designed to help you develop emotional literacy and increase your emotional resilience. It's totally free and available for you by going to Cecilia, that's C-E-C-E-L-I-A-B Mandrick, M-A-N-D-R-Y-K dot com forward slash free training. I just know you're going to love it. We'll see you back here next week on Happiness Created. See you then. Here's a quick reminder to follow this podcast so you can get your weekly dose of happy delivered right to the top of your favorite podcast app. All you need to do is open the Apple Podcast or Spotify app on your phone, search for Happiness Created, click on the show, and hit the little plus sign or follow button in the upper right corner. I'll meet you back here next week. Mm -hmm.